Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. Uh, this week, we are fortunate enough to have uh, Art Van Zanten with us. And if that name sounds familiar or if his face looks familiar, it's because our last in-person um, men's breakfast that we did back in January, Art was our speaker. So uh, sit back and uh, buckle up because he's got something good for us this morning. Oh, man. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I remember that January, about five years ago, this past January, uh, that we met together, and then Corona happened. So uh, anyway, I want to share with you something that is just really, really near and dear to my heart. Now, first, I need to give you a little bit of context. Um, I've grown up in the church. I've always known all of the things that I should do. However, don't ask me the percentage of those should things that I actually achieve. So today I want to talk about something that you all know you should do, and that's spend time with Jesus. And uh, the reality is I've known that I should do that all of my life, but it wasn't until I got challenged by somebody that, by a youth pastor, frankly, growing up to really start spending time with the Lord that I realized I want to spend time with Jesus. And going from realizing it's something I should do to experiencing it and realizing it, wow, this is something I really want to do, was a game changer. However, this is not the world's shortest ever teaching. We're not done. Thank you. Have a good day. Drive home safely. The reality is, even when I realized spending time with Jesus was awesome, and after spending time with Jesus, I was like, man, I'm not going to struggle tomorrow, I was wrong. It was, it's a struggle every single day. Why? Because I struggle. Thank you. Hi, I'm Art. I struggle. Perhaps you have a friend who struggles as well. So I first had to get over the hurdle of beating myself up with all the stuff that I should do. I hate the word should, in case you're wondering. Because the enemy, now watch how this works out. The enemy of your soul, of my soul, uses all of the good things that he knows we want to do and then keeps us from doing them and then beats us up on the other side for the fact that we didn't do them. It's insidious, but it's a part of my real life. And again, I'm guessing you have a friend who can identify. So I want to break this down really, really simple. First of all, the fact that you're aware that you should spend time from G with Jesus is a personal invitation from him. The fact that you and I both have spent thousands of days that we knew we should and we still didn't has not revoked his invitation. Now it has invited shame, but I would recommend that you not open the door to that. Just realize that today is an awesome day to accept the invitation. And tomorrow will be too. And if after you accept the invitation to hang out with Jesus, which I'll talk a little bit about what that means in a moment, but after you accept the invitation and then you don't accept it for a day, a week, a month, a season, a worldwide pandemic, whatever time frame, the invitations, Jesus is that good? He's so much better than any person that we could ever talk about faithfulness. Jesus is faithful. So that's what I want to talk to you about. So there's really two things that matter in life. It's knowing the truth about God and learning the truth about us. So let's start about the truth about us. The truth about us is we know we should do a bunch of stuff and we don't. Fact, okay, so let's go forward from there. So the fact that we know that, we can do something about that. So the first thing I wanna invite you to do is just be aware of God's presence. 
That's it. Don't memorize scripture. Uh, I feel like I just said don't memorize scripture. I didn't mean it that way. But don't burden yourself with all the things that you feel like you can't do. First of all, just be aware of his presence. And I got to think the fact that you're even listening or watching, or if you're driving, don't watch, just listen. But if you're, you know, as you're listening to this, just be aware of God's presence. He digs you. He just wants you to acknowledge him. I mean, think of your kids. Those of you that have kids, isn't it cool when your kids just recognize you? Just bring it up. Hey, dad. I mean, forget about them asking, how was your day? Just, hey, dad. It's kind of cool. I got four kids. Hey, dad. Oh, wow. Hey. I'm not just a paycheck. Hi. God's your heavenly father. How about, hey, dad? How about you're driving down the road and, hey, father? And that's, that's relationship, man. That's the start of relationship. And just like relation with a human being, that when we acknowledge him and it just feel, we feel that resonance, it invites us to more. Don't allow your relationship with God to be something that you should do and check a box. Now, let me talk about your relationship with God for a quick minute. The first thing, <laughs> kind of like this, this uh, teaching that we're doing right now, you got to establish a connection. So the first, the first thing is, hey, Dad, hey, we've got a connection. My lips are actually somewhat lining up with the audio. <laughs> we've got a connection. That's a really good thing. So when we have the connection, then, of course, we want to know more about the one on the other end of the connection. I don't know, some of you might have, when David introduced me, like, hey, I've heard about him, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. You might be like, hey, you might be fascinated by learning more about me. Let me just save you the trouble. There's nothing fascinating to find, good, bad, or ugly. But with Jesus, when we establish that connection, we then want to get to know him more. I had a pastor in my life that he preached the word in such a way that I wanted to get to know the word more. What a gift. We have a pastor, Pastor Corey, who breaks down the word in such a way that I want to know Jesus more, that I realize, wait a minute, the stuff that Pastor Corey talks about Jesus and about how he applies to real life, I got to get me some more of that because I got a whole lot of struggles and all kinds of things going on, but there's actually solutions. Man, I want to know more. So let me talk about reading God's word. I know I should. I've been a pastor for a long time. A lot of pastors read through the Bible in a year. Other pastors read through it in 20 minutes, whatever. Some read through it in Hebrew and Greek. Uh, I've not ever done, well, I have read through the Bible in a year, but I haven't, I realized the Lord several years ago led me to read through the Bible in a year. Kind of a cool thing, certainly not a bad thing, but here's what the Lord revealed to me. I was reading the Bible to conquer it, not to know it. Man, I love checkboxes, like more than I probably should. But I realized that when I was reading God's word, I was reading for the checkbox, for the accomplishment, as opposed to get anything from it. So the Lord clearly showed me that I need to not read the word for checkboxes. And this was really, really difficult for me and you OCD brothers out there with me. The Lord said, you know what? Don't read for the checkbox. Don't worry about getting it done in a year. Those are all art-centered goals. I want you to know me. So read until you get a nugget, chew on that nugget, and then put your Bible away. I'm telling you right now, the Lord told me to put the Bible away because I was allowing the Bible to become a burden and a should instead of the living bread of life to give me what I needed for that day. Man. That was a game changer for me. So 
there's a whole lot more I can say about this because as you can kind of tell, I get kind of passionate. But Jesus wants to have a relationship with you and the enemy wants to do everything he can to sabotage it. So start where you're at. And I really want to say this, celebrate a victory. The fact that you even care is awesome. The fact that you're even willing to consider what I've shared with you is Jesus. The fact that you will step into that is also you accepting his invitation. I just think that's awesome. That's my two cents. Well, it's probably worth a lot more than two cents. Uh, man, that is, that's a lot to wrap your head around. But um, so if I can, I don't know, I guess paraphrase part of what you're saying is, you know, we have all these should do's and we have, have this list of things we've always heard, you know, have memory versus you have a journal, have this, have four different study Bibles, all of that. Um, <laughs> or you're not a real Christian or you're, you're not Christian enough, but um, you know, whether we should or shouldn't is irrelevant about yesterday, but focused on today. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And you know, I, and it's funny you say all those things because all the things you say I have here on my notes. And the Lord will invite us to those deeper places of journaling and soap and listening and all that. That's all great. But it's kind of like a five-year-old going, so a PhD is what? Dude, you got to get through kindergarten. First learn to color in the lines. Then we'll worry about heart surgery. But the fact is, I'm so intimidated by how much I stink and my shortcomings that I, I had to learn how to color in the lines, so to speak. I had to learn just to accept, and here's the word, two words that God's given me for this here today. First of all, not should. I think I've already made that abundantly clear. The second word is with. All Jesus wants is us to do life with him. So I've actually felt invited by him to make this real. Like when I'm driving down the road, which for those of you that go to Fort Myers and drive down 41, that's a really good spot to do with Jesus. I'm just saying, Del Prado the same. So I'll be driving down the road and I'll think of Jesus. And occasionally people will tell me that I'm number one because I'm a really good driver. And I'll literally say his name out loud. I've had times when my kids have been like, dad, what'd you just say? And I've been embarrassed to say, well, I just said Jesus. Just wait, you'll drive someday. You'll be saying Jesus too, one way or the other. But I literally will speak his name. Because I constantly come out of alignment of being with him. He's always with us. I constantly get out of alignment of being with him. That's a good word, man. So, all right, let me ask you this then. With, with all that you've unpacked, and you, you gave us two really good words of not should and with, um, but if you, can, if you can make the recommendation for, for the guys who are watching or the guys that are listening right now, if they could do one thing this week yeah. um, to, to grow 1% closer to God, to, yeah. to experience him just 1% more than they did yesterday, um, yeah. what would that one thing be? Oh, that's awesome. It's a great question. So first of all, I want to just kind of wrap up everything I've shared already with uh, John 15, 4 where Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. That kind of is the scriptural backing for everything we've talked about to this point. But answer to your great question, I would give two options. Number one, if you kind of roll in the practical and we as dudes a lot of times do, it's no coincidence that the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters and 31 days in most months. 
So, and it contrasts wisdom and foolishness. And I'm stronger in one or the other, but those of you that don't know me well know that I can use some writing about wisdom. So that's a really great thing. But really my first recommendation would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Get to know Jesus. Don't get to know what Jesus did. Get to know Jesus. Like when you read the actions that Jesus had, the words he had, get to know his heart. Get to know his personality. Get to know his humanity. Why? Because number one, he loves you. And number two, he wants you to be like him. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, again, don't read him to conquer. Read him to get to know Jesus, his personality. And if you really want to take the next step, journal. Journal the things you learn about Jesus. You know he changed water to wine. But as you read that story, why? Why did he even care? It wasn't his problem. In fact, he said that. So I, I want to get into all that. Get to know Jesus. That's the first step. Get to know Jesus. Number one, he's with you. Recognize he's with you. And then number two, take the step into the word and get to know him. That might be more than 1%, but that's my answer. That's awesome. Hey, Art, thank you very much for spending the morning with us. And, uh, you know, thank you for continuing to pour into the men of Cape Christian, uh, into this ministry of Cape Men. And we just really appreciate your influence. Thank you. God bless you, dudes. All right. Have a great day.